This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Apple is holding an event tonight. There is speculation over some upgrades around the iMac, MacBooks, desktops, and laptops. Stephen Scott from Double Tap has more on this. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Dave. How are you? <laughs> Stephen, I'm always doing well. Always happy to talk about what's going on in the world of Apple. The tagline for this event, as much as we can pull away from that, is scary fast. And there's talk about processors and chips and all sorts of speed for your device. Stephen, how much speed do we really need? Um... Not as much as we're probably going to be told we need. Um, there's almost <laughs> that that disconnect, I think, between what we actually need and what we will get and what we could get. But, of course, Apple is all about growth and accelerating with these new M3 chips. This is the uh, silicon chips that they use when uh, Apple moved away from Intel in early 2020 and actually brought out their own silicon chips, the process of the brain, if you like, inside the computer. And uh, that has steadily been moving up in here and ramping up with these new products and m3 is what we're likely to see today okay i but i but i kind of come back to this question right in in real day-to-day terms if if unless you're what editing video or mining for bitcoin does power even matter and frankly even if you're editing video does it really matter well, it's a great question because, of course, the base level Mac, for example, which came out in 2020, has still been and will continue to be probably a, a more than decent piece of hardware for most people. Uh, do we need to go any further than that? No. Uh, what the reality is, though, is that as the processes develop, the applications that work and use that process also develop. So what you'll find is that over the years, those processors will start to feel slow, will start to feel sluggish, even on, you know, applications that were fine beforehand. They will suddenly start to feel a little bit slower because basically the applications are pulling more and more from the resources of the computer. And that is why and how essentially we end up in this position where people do feel the need to upgrade. We're talking here high end, okay? We're talking yeah, here, we're yeah. not talking base level. Apple don't do base level of anything, really. We're talking here about high end machines. And, and today it is likely we're going to see two new MacBooks and also a new iMac, which is arguably sitting in that middle ground between the, you know, someone who's just browsing the web and someone who's a creator. Mm. I, the iMac, listen, the iMac is a awesome device. I remember I bought one back in 2008 that basically lasted me, Steve, no, 2007, that basically lasted me without issue till about 2015, 2016. Like we're talking about almost a decade, that machine did everything I needed it to do with ease. Yeah. But there are, you mentioned that maybe applications might start pulling more power from the computer. There's also some 
conspiratorial thinking, I'm just going to say conspiratorial, that gives us room for a little bit of reckless speculation here, that some of the software updates will deliberately strain a piece of hardware. What's your reaction to that conspiracy, that, that maybe Apple is releasing a new operating system or an update to their operating system that's actually deliberately meant to choke the existing piece of hardware and, and limit its power? Well, it's interesting. I think there is an argument for that, and there certainly has been evidence of it when it came to the iPhone. That was something that wasn't a conspiracy. That was real. That was actually happening. Uh, they were throttling older iPhones as a result of new software updates. Now, whether or not this happening on the Mac, it's harder to tell because the truth is with a Mac, when it reaches the point where it can no longer run the latest software, it will no longer support that, and that means you will not be able to use the latest operating system. So that iMac, for example, that you bought in 2007 will not be running the very latest and greatest macOS Sonoma today. It's not going to be, and it wouldn't even be able to. You wouldn't get the option to even upgrade to it. So in a way, they kind of almost cap off the capability of the machine, which I think is a better way of doing it because then the machine, in theory, can last longer running at its optimal power. So I'm kind of all for it on the Mac front, but definitely there was evidence of this when it came to iPhones in the past, and that's something Apple admitted to. Stephen, you've talked about this before. From your perspective as someone who's almost completely blind or completely blind, screen size doesn't matter to you. Screen size matters to me. And I'm really fond of the idea that Mac has found a middle ground because it used to be that you had to buy either sort of the 21-inch or 19-inch computer or like the 27, 28-inch computer. They seem to have landed on 24 inches right now. And to me, that just strikes me as like the perfect screen size for an all-in-one desktop computer. I think it is, actually. I think I think that's what they've done. And it also, I think it's because they're likely to bring out a new 32-inch version, so they essentially upgrade the whole ah. lot. Uh, so you're going to get the 24-inch version, which is over my left shoulder as, as we sit here in my uh, little studio. And uh, it's a lovely machine. It's a beautiful machine to use. Now, you're right. I don't care about the screen size. I am absolutely... I, the conversations on our show over the past couple of weeks, Dave, about this whole iMac thing, because I've talked about buying a new iMac, and people are saying, why do you want an iMac? What on earth do you need the iMac for? It's got this big, beautiful screen you're never going to use. I'm going to just turn the screen off. But you know what I do like is that single cable to the power supply yes. that gives me everything all in one. Speakers, microphone, uh, webcam is in there, and it's a good webcam as well. You've got it all in a very nice and tidy setup. I think it's a perfect little machine. But of course, most people are blind to probably buy laptops. I certainly am. Or the Mac Mini. The Mac Mini is the most popular among totally blind people. Uh, and that's what I'm talking to you on right now. I love my Mac Mini. Yeah, the Mac Mini it's is also just, it's a great little workhorse. Yeah, that does the job. But but like you say, wire management can really matter, especially from the perspective of someone who's either, in my case, uh, legally blind, or in your case, a little bit further deep on the blindness scale. What whatever you can do to limit the amount of wires going everywhere goes a long way. Desk management, desk space management is a big deal. Absolutely. Uh, although I will say this: if you buy a standing desk, just remember to be careful with the cables because I nearly lost my iMac when I raised up my uh, standing desk and the, the Mac started sliding to the back of it. And I was, ah! just very quickly <laughs> caught it and, and no more. Or otherwise, that would have been a tragic end to a piece of Apple kit, which I don't think I could have. I could live after that, to be honest. <laughs> I'd have to personally write a, an apology letter to Tim Cook.
Uh, Stephen, one last question on wire management, then I'll ask you what's coming up on today's edition of Double Tap on AMI-audio. Mm. Uh, I'm still someone who likes to wire my mouse and wire my, my keyboard to my computer, because I also have a one-piece computer, but it's not, a, uh, it's not of the Apple variety. It's of a different uh, brand name. But I still like to wire my actual uh, mouse and keyboard into the mix. Are you fully Bluetoothed across your computer accessories at this point? I am, but I'm with you. I prefer wired. I use a Logitech MX Keys keyboard, which is my favorite keyboard. I don't use a mouse, but I do have one, which is Bluetooth that rarely ever is on. So I can have it there and just turn it off and on as if I need it for whatever purpose. But it is there just as a safeguard. Some computers don't like it if you don't have a mouse connected. So it's always good to have one. But I think it's interesting. We're likely to see today as well some upgrades to the Magic Keyboard and the Magic Mouse at the Apple event. Whether it's a redesign, I don't know, but certainly there's talk of certainly it becoming a USB-C product along with everything else that Apple are now producing. Uh, and I just want to remind you, because they have to, because <laughs> basically the big bad EU, the European Union, told them to do it, so they have to do it. They'll, they'll, I'm sure they'll come up with fantastic marketing around it. You know, it's a new design, it's a new style, it's so much easier. Yeah, we did it because we had to. <laughs> From the goodness of our hearts, we have made our hardware USB-C compatible. Although, Stephen, you're out there in uh, Scotland and the UK. Uh, you don't need to be bound by the, the evil EU. Uh, you can live your own life now. That's right. Or, I, I, that's why I would say, I say sovereignty just makes life so much better. That's why our country is doing so well. Hang on, <laughs> what? Oh, no, I've just heard uh, it's not going so well. Sorry. <laughs> Turns out it's not going so well anywhere, Stephen. Uh, Stephen, what, but you know what is going well? Another edition of Double Tap on AMI-audio. As I like to say, one of my absolute pleasures every day is when that gets piped into my room uh, across from AMI-audio's audio control room. What do you and Sean have on deck for today? Well, it's more of our listener feedback, and I have to say some rather sarcastic comments about my, my thoughts on the iMac coming up today. I think uh, a few people are going to get awards for uh, for their sarcasm, so I'm looking forward to getting into that. Also, uh, lots of interesting conversations on a whole wide range of things that people have been engaging in, of course. For me, though, the big topic is the Apple event this week. That is happening at 5pm Pacific, 8pm Eastern, and here in the UK, thanks to the time change, because Europe goes uh, to winter an hour uh, or a week before Canada does, um, it's now at midnight as opposed to 1am so you know, small hey, messes. That's the, that that's a victory. I, I I also benefited from time zones this weekend. There was a huge heavyweight boxing fight on Saturday night between Tyson Fury and uh, and Francis Ngannou that was taking place in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. So as a result, the main event started at 6:30 p.m. Eastern time. Stephen, I could very much get used to a major events occurring in my life at 6:30 p.m. Eastern time instead of uh, midnight <laughs> or 1 a.m. Absolutely, we want to get to your bed early, Dave. You've got your beauty sleep to think about. <laughs> Even on a Saturday night, Stephen, I still look for an early bedtime. Stephen, <laughs> thank you for this. Have a great day. Enjoy the event tonight. Thanks, Dave. Catch you soon. <laughs> That's Stephen Scott, one of the co-hosts of Double Tap. You can find that show weekdays at noon Eastern time on AMI-audio. You can follow the Double Tap team on Double Tap team on Twitter at Double Tap on air at Double Tap on air. Coming up after the break, Artificial intelligence, duplicates, clones, celebrities, AI in the music space, all that coming up in Elizabeth Moeller's Roundtable Topic. This is now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv.
Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.